Hello, hello. Welcome to Buy Me Beauty and Natural Health. We're going to be discussing all kinds of different ways to uh, use essential oils. Um, those of you on the call, please submit your questions via chat. I have not muted you all, so if you actually have a question or join in on the meeting a little late, and you know, uh, we will let you announce. So who's on the call now? Uh, I am, Demario. Well, hi, how are you? I'm fine. How about you? I'm great. Thank you. Um, can you give me a little bit of background? Do you know anything about essential oils? Um, do you work with them? Um, I really don't know much about essential oils. I know that, you know, my my wife, she's a little into it, but I really don't know much about it. Okay, okay. Well, this will be like, you know, a little crash course in it uh, a little bit, okay? So we're going to be talking about a couple of things specifically that involve, um, that can be used with essential oils, and we're also going to be just talking about essential oil experience. So if you have any questions or anything like that, um, just let me know, okay? Okay, I will. All right. Okay, so um, a lot of people think that, you know, or that they don't know very much about essential oils, essential oils. Um, come from actually exactly the earth or, you know, from trees, and, and there are different ways to extract those essential oils. Um, one of them is grass chromatography, you know. Um, there, there are different things that you do to extract them and test their purities and things like that. So um, one of the things that has been used by French and Swiss women all around is a blend for um, leg cramps, okay? They've actually made it with a foot bath. And it's used with geranium, lavender, and cypress. So uh, that is one thing that is kind of cool that, you know, people use those things. People don't think that essential oils really are – people don't think if you don't take it and ingest it internally that, you know, it's not something that's good for you or it's not something that will work. But people don't realize that your skin soaks up so much, you know what I mean, the epidermis. So – that actually can go into those nerves and to your bloodstream and things like that. So um, that is a little bit, I guess, a, I guess like a, a small course on essential oil. Do you have any questions so far? Um, no, no, I don't. Okay, well, no problem. Uh, so one of the things that we're going to talk about is a use for essential oils is infertility. Okay, there are many, many, many people who have problems. Um, getting pregnant and, you know, things like that with infertility. So infertility can be helped in men and in women um, using essential oils. So there's a uh, blend that I make that is for menopause, okay? I use it for hot flashes for women. And what I do is I use a sandalwood fan, you know, those little, uh, I guess it's an oriental fans that people have as novelty gifts. Well, I actually mm -hmm. use that, and I make a blend for menopause. And then what I do is I actually let the customer know that um, you put a drop, one drop on each of the blades, and then you fan yourself, and it will actually cool you off during those hot flashes. Okay? Because aromatherapy, oh, yeah, it will. Mm -hmm. So aromatherapy is something that is widely used, um, you know, and, and it's really good for you because, Think about it. You know, when you smell food, it makes you hungry. If you get a candle that, you know, it smells like something you've eaten, like apples or, you know, cheesecake or something like that, it makes you, you know, want to actually eat. A lot of people do that. 
so because of that, you know, that was that's the thing that um, people don't realize is that aromatherapy is highly, highly used and it's effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any questions for me? No, not at this moment. Okay. So um, another thing is that people don't realize that um, essential oils can be used with STDs. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, those are things that can actually be used. Um, no one is saying, you know, we are, I'm not licensed to treat anyone, you know, or anything like that. I'm not a medical doctor. But there are mm-hmm. ways to actually, you know, consult. So mm-hmm. there's a book called The Complete Book of Essential Oils and Aromatherapy. And mm-hmm. it is by Valerie Ann Warwood. And that is pretty much my essential oil Bible. And um, I actually have a chemistry degree. So I've actually really done some of these tests that are used to extract these essential oils and things like that. So when I look for an essential oil, I look at the background of that company. How are they extracting that oil? How are they coming about it? You know, uh, what is their history? Have they had any issues before or previously or anything like that? So that is how I decide which ones I will be using. And then another thing that I make is a headache roller. Those are my best sellers. I mean, they are. Um, peppermint is used for headaches, for nausea. Lavender, which is used on, um, can be used, is safe enough for use with babies. So um, you can, you know, it's relaxing. So the headache rollers that I have with my particular blend, um, it'll actually relax you and put you to sleep. But it may not affect everyone the same way. Majority of the people, about 85% of them, usually um, get really relaxed and sleep whenever they use my headache roller. And about the other 50%, they do stay awake because peppermint can affect you two different ways. It can either um, wake you up or put you to sleep. So it's one of those two different things that, um, that people don't realize. Oh, okay, so it affects people differently. Yes, it affects people differently. And so you kind of sort of have to consult whoever your, uh, I guess you could say, formulator is, because what they can do is if it keeps you awake, they can, you know, their oils are, the essential oils are used for different things, or they're used for multiple different different things. So maybe the peppermint is a thing that you need. There are other things that actually help with headaches, but peppermint is my favorite because it, it helps with mine and majority of my customers, their headaches. Every now and then I have to, um, I may have to actually, tweak my blend a little bit, um, like I have a special order, it really, really puts one of my customers to sleep. I mean, she can't do anything when she uses it. So I have to decrease how much lavender I actually use in the blend. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is that we can't take away from women, you know, from men, of course. So men love aftershaves and things like that, so I actually make an aftershave splash, and that can include lemon, lavender, and rosemary, Okay. But what I like to do is I do like to actually add neem oil. Now, if you ever get a hold of neem oil, you can get that from, like, any type of natural grocer or you can order it, things like that. It's really thick. But if you run it under warm water, it actually thins out. It is a very, very, very strong uh, scent. But it has so many great properties. It's good for things with your hair. It's good for facial um, things like that because it's an antifungal. 
uh, just like peach oil, it, is, it actually helps with um, complexion, blemishes. It helps with so many different things that are skin-oriented. Mm-hmm. So I just That's kind of nice. Yes, the, the lemon, the lavender, and the rosemary, you know, those are good. They help with the same things as well as far as, you know, um, being like maybe an astringent kind of or kind of sort of being like something that gets rid of, you know, um, acne, things like that. So if you include the neem oil, you get a better effect, but it's got like a masculine, you know, scent on it as well as like mm-hmm. a sweet smell with the lemon and the lavender. Mm-hmm. And we have many people that, of course, all around the world, everyone suffers, or a majority of people suffer from hypertension. There are thousands and thousands of people that suffer from hypertension or high blood pressure. So, um, hypertension. Actually, I'm sorry. Hypertension. I don't. What is that? Oh, I'm sorry. Hypertension is uh, actually high blood pressure. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. So, um. The blends for that or oils that are good for that are like clary, sage, lavender, hyssop, majorum, you know, things like that. Uh, they have a, a essential oils have a profound effect on the cardiovascular system. So one of the ways that you could do that is once you make up what they call that synergy blend or that blend of you know the various different essential oils, you like massage. Hello? Sorry, I guess I got knocked off the call. But um, one of the different things that you can do as far as hypertension is concerned or high blood pressure is uh, with that blend, you would actually massage your entire body in the direction of the heart. So, for example, you'd go from, like, foot to thigh. And as far as diet and hypertension, you know, garlic, mustard, um, those are good things, as well as muesli or muesli, okay? And it actually is uh, something that you make with, uh, containing oats and things like that. So the oats and apples or apple juice, I'm sorry, and evaporated milk or soya milk and nuts and uh, a grated apple with the peel and a, a, a lemon essential oil. So you'd make that muesli or muesli, and that actually lowers your cholesterol. It helps to remove heavy metals in your body, like lead or radioactive uh, strontium. So those are different things that actually help with that. So if anybody is interested in, you know, the muesli recipe or any other questions about essential oils, please feel free to leave questions and things like that in the chat box or email me or um, get on Facebook and uh, just Facebook, um, look for uh, Biome Beauty and Natural Health and leave me any type of info. Um, another thing that when, what we'll end with is that you can actually use uh, with a, a whole food diet and uh, this blend as well for hypertension, use that blend for hypertension and the muesli. You can actually use that with a whole food diet and that will help you pr- uh, protect yourself against arthritis and rheumatism. So there's so many different ways that you can actually stay healthy and stay healthy naturally and without taking, you know, some medications because that's just the way that it goes. You know, the pharmaceutical companies get rich, and that's just my personal opinion. So if you can do it naturally and, you know, without any help and things like that, you it, it's nice to do. I, you know, you should always consult your doctor if things are 
consistent or, you know, if you, uh, before you start any type of um, remedy or uh, diet or anything like that, always, always, always consult your doctor. But if you can do it naturally, I would at least give it a try. So uh, does anybody have any questions? Um, no, I don't. But it was really helpful. I appreciate it. Okay, well, if you don't have any questions, um, that's pretty much the only thing that I had um, as far as essential oils is concerned. So come back next week, same time, same place, and um, we'll go over something else. So you can email me, take me on Facebook, Twitter, all that type of stuff. Just find me Beauty and Natural Health, and um, I'll, we can discuss whatever it is that you want to talk about. All right, so I will see you next time. Hello, hello, everyone. All right, so what we have decided to talk about today is your journey to choosing the right herbs. Uh, I am Dr. Sade Robust, and I'm with the Oklahoma chapter of African Holistic Health, as well as I um, am the uh, natural path for Biome Beauty and Natural Health. So let's dive in, okay? Uh, so if you think about uh, different things as far as traditional, what they call traditional medicine, Okay, doctors, they heavily rely on pharmaceuticals. We all know that. Um, but these pharmaceutical side effects kill people, more than 100,000 Americans annually. So that's something to really think about, is that 100,000 people annually die because of side effects. So what if we could um, figure out a way or have a way for us to not have those pharmaceuticals where we won't have those side effects. So the thing about that is, going back to ancient biblical times, or this ancient times, uh, what all together, and what that would look like is herbs, essential oils, um, cupping therapy, um, massage, different things like that will actually help you on your journey. It, it's going to actually give you what you need so that you don't have to go to those pharmaceuticals. Okay. So one of the things that you have to be careful of is because we're talking about herbs this time, uh, one herb you know, can contain hundreds of compounds working together to address like a range of health issues, okay? So like for example, uh, the herb hawthorn uh, is used for blood pressure, but it can also be used to um, help your mental clarity, energy, your mood, all of those things. Um, they also have like a modulating effect on the body, so it's not just one way, okay? So um, different ones, like there's, there's an herb that you can use that will raise low blood pressure or it'll lower high blood pressure. It just depends on what the body itself needs. So what herbs do is they take over the body and they help the body see what needs to be fixed and what does not need to be fixed and where to do that at. So it's kind of like having a personal tutor on the inside, if you want to think of it that way. Uh, so the basic, basic principles of herbal medicine, uh, one is that natural heals in many different ways, or nature heals in many different ways, I'm sorry. Uh, you start with the safest, most effective, most uh, gentle approach, okay? 
you try an integrative approach of herbs, diet, lifestyle to get the best results. Okay, um, you address the root cause and the patterns of whatever issue you're having. Uh, you also treat the entire person, not just that disease or symptom or anything like that. And that's where a lot of traditional doctors, not all, but many traditional doctors, will only treat uh, that particular disease or that particular system. You have a cough, okay, here's this. If you um, have, oh, versus glaucoma, okay, here's this. Instead of doing that, what a naturopath does, or herbal medicine, uh, or using herbal medicine, they treat the entire person. That's part of the philosophy. Um, you get to know someone, you're their friend, you're their confidant, they can, you know, interact with you because you have to really get to know them to really find what the root issues are and how to go about fixing um, Another one is help your body heal itself. So what these herbs are doing is it's just allowing the body to do its natural job. Um, those, that's what's really important. That's why you treat the entire person because maybe you're stressed out, that's causing you to have a rash, and so on and so forth. So maybe you would use um, maybe a cream that would be made by a naturopath um, containing a certain herb on that, but then also that naturopath will guide you through not uh, just recurring again because they'll be able to sit down with you and say, hey, well, what's, what's going on, you know? Let's, let's journal, let's do this, let's do that. There are things that are that are in place for um, people like myself to do with you for you to be able to uh, not have these issues again. That's the main thing is that you're healing the body so that you don't run into these issues again. Uh, you always have to educate and empower yourself. Always, always, always educate yourself. Get with... Um, a naturopath like myself, or another one, or an herbalist, or um, aromatherapist, any one of those types of practitioners that will help you on your road to uh, holistic healing and on your road to the introduction to herbs. Because what they'll do is they've all they've studied these things, they've done all that, they've done all the work for you. So just make sure that you have the right uh, practitioner for yourself for you to be able to um, make the right decision. Uh, you know, know your limitations, okay, and when to seek guidance. So a lot of uh, clients that I've been running into have been having issues where they've actually tried to do all this themselves, and so they've only gotten so far. You know, these things aren't working anymore, or they're not as effective. Um, and so they're coming to me to seek some type of guidance, some type of help. Uh, there are, you have to know when to do that, when to throw in the towel and say, hey, you know what, this is not... Um, I'm not getting everything that I need, so let me seek some type of consultation or some type of guidance with me to kind of help you along the way of making that transition. Uh, and then you have to cultivate a good healthcare team, meaning like maybe you have a naturopath that you go with, maybe you have an aromatherapist, an herbalist, all of that. Um, I'm actually skilled in pretty much all of those different areas, so I may I. I did that for myself so that I could help my clients that I was working with, so that I could give them that overall care where they didn't have to, you know, go here, go there, go here, go there. I wanted to be the one-stop shop for them. So that's very, very important, you know, have a good health care team. Um, so there's herb safety. So let's talk about herb safety. Everyone thinks, oh, yes, let's take, you know, let's go get this herb, let's go get that herb, let's just ingest it, let's just, you know, maybe put it in oil and rub the oil on and everything like that. You have to be very, very 
around for several millennia, but it may not be safe or be a good fit for you, all right? So, for example, like cinnamon, it works well to stop diarrhea, but if you already tend to get constipated, it can make that work. Okay, so those are some things you want to think about. Uh, some are toxic and even deadly. Uh, like, for example, there's the destroying angel mushrooms, fox gloves, a glove, uh, different things like that. You have to be very careful and get with someone that knows what they're doing with these herbs before you just go out and say, oh, this is what I want to do, and you start planning it. So that goes back to our um, key point of, you know, know when, what your limitations are and when to just guide it. Uh, you know, there's a difference between potency and safety, all right? So you have to know when not to listen to folks. Sometimes you must do stronger medicines with higher likelihood of side effects, okay? So uh, just because you have something out there, sometimes your body has already uh, aggressively started, or the disease has already aggressively started attacking the body. And so even with some uh, natural forms, they are there to help uh, treat that, you know, and help the body heal itself. But sometimes it's a little bit too far. So there's nothing, um, if you're already seeking care with a, a, a traditional physician, like an MD, a DO, a nurse practitioner, things like that, they can actually give you some things that, that will help as well as, you know, going with the natural approach. Because the last thing that, that a practitioner wants you to do is they, want, they don't want you to get even sicker because all your focus is just doing totally natural. You may have to sometimes, um, if, it's, if it's really bad, go on ahead and go to a, um, an MD or a traditional doctor and then, you know, you can, once everything is, is, is better uh, because they're going to aggressively attack that, uh, with, even though you're going to have some side effects, but that way you can come back to the natural medicine and then the body has, will already be able to start the healing process because it'll be in a different state. It won't be in like a crisis state. It'll be, you know, in a different type of, a better state that, for you to be able to heal yourself. All right, so there is a, uh, a four safety rules when you're talking about herbs, okay? So let's do your research. Do your research. Find credible sources. Okay, one of the biggest or the best examples is Mosby's 2006 nursing drug reference. Okay, and that's by um, Ms. Linda Skidmore Ross, which is an excellent, excellent, excellent book for you to be able to know uh, what drugs will interact with your herbs and things like that. Okay, another thing is listen to your body. All right, so if an herb side effect is mild, you know, uh, try taking it with a meal a couple of times to see if that symptoms passed or perhaps they were unrelated to the herb, okay? Uh, so, you know, you may run into an issue where you think it's the herb giving you that problem, but maybe it's not, you know, maybe there's something else going on or something like that, or if you have that, that because herbs give you a side effect that's just not as bad as when um, you take a traditional medication. So, you know, maybe you can get uh, gas or something like that, or uh, maybe it upsets your stomach a little bit, but it's not going to hurt you. Um, your body will tell you whether or not it's working for you, okay? That could be instantaneous sometimes, or it could be over the course of 30 days, uh, sometimes even more, depending on what the situation is. So always, always remember that, all right? And then uh, the third rule is confirm 
Jesus plants identity, that is a big, 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 big deal. Confirm the plant's identity, all right? The most effective identification guides are organized with botanical keys, okay, such as like flower color, shape, as well as leaf structure, and then they'll include a range of different plants, okay? Plants are best identified while in the flower stage, all right? And secondary in their fruit or seed stage. So you always have to have at least uh, a reference guide for you to be able to go with to make sure that you have the right plant. Because you don't want to take something that can be toxic to yourself. That's what you don't want to do. So always seek guidance. Have someone that is skilled in this department to be able to help you with that. Alright? Uh, you may even need to allow like a full cycle of the plant if you're going back and harvesting the following year. So a lot of uh, people are growing and they are saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to just start an herb garden and I'm going to just, you know, heal myself with that herb garden. I mean, I encourage you to start an herb garden, but while in the process of that, you do need to keep an herbalist or a naturopath that is skilled in that area so that they can in turn make sure that this plant is what you need and it's not toxic and you have the right um, herbs in your garden to heal your family. Okay, so please, please, please make sure of that. And then once you've got all that in place, then from there, you know, you're good to go. Uh, and don't get overwhelmed cause, because you don't have to know them all because there are so, 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 so many. All right, uh, and you just need to know what you are harvesting and the deadly plants in your area because not everything grows in the same area. We all already know that. So something can be a little harmful to you depending on what it is. Um, and then the last rule is ensure the herb drug safety, all right? So there have been uh, cases where the herb and the drug have interacted um, together, all right? But they're, they're not very many, maybe about, oh, goodness, I guess if you wanted to give it a ratio, maybe about one in maybe a thousand, maybe they'll have an, an issue with that. But they're far and few to see because... Um, the most common drug, herb drug interactions are like St. John's wort, okay? St. John's wort is really, really popular right now. It's, it's an overall herb that is good for many, many, many things. But it does interact with about half of the pharmaceuticals on the market, all right? So it, what it does is it usually just clears those out of your body. Whatever you're taking, it'll just kind of take those out of your body. So it kind of goes back to what we said about um, in case some, your body is, is not, if the disease um, is too aggressive right now for you to just go natural um, in herbs. So what will happen is if you are taking St. John's, it's going to make that even worse. So now the pills that you are taking or the liquids or whatever that the doctor, the traditional doctor has prescribed for you, they're now not even in the body at all. So you can run into a huge, 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 huge problem with that. And you do not, do not want that. And that can happen really quick with St. John's work. Uh, there is also a long list of herbs, foods, dietary supplements that can interact with the blood thinning drug warfarin, okay? Or the brand name is Coumadin. So, uh, and it can actually aggravate bleeding. So you have to make sure that you get that list and you look at that if you're like a, a on tuning or any type of blood thinner, things like that. Uh, sedative herbs like valerian, hop, kava, you know, things like that.
that they may interact with other psychotic or pain medicines or sedative uh, traditional, as I say, or pharmaceutical uh, medicines. All right, and combining herbs with drugs uh, with similar side effects can have them um, can actually cause them to have like a synergistically greater action and increase the risk of, risk of side effects. All right, so you have to be cautious. So, for example, like combining diuretic herbs, dandelion parsley with like diuretic pharmaceutical medications, or seaweed with thyroid medications, or caffeine with cinnamon-based asthma medications, or cinnamon with insulin. Those types of things definitely are going to run into a issue. Okay, so they can increase the risk of side effects when they do the same thing. All right. Now, uh, combining herbs uh, with opposing side effects, you know, like uh, Vitex is good for um, for fertility and things like that. And if you're taking birth control, it has a Vitex has a number of different properties that are good for different ailments. Um, but if you're taking birth control, it can make that birth control less effective, okay, and increase your fertility. So those are things that you want to make sure and think about whenever you are choosing an herb. Whenever you're thinking about potency, whenever you're thinking of doing something on your own, as far as getting and diving deep into the life of herbs, or you know, going on ahead and say, hey, you know what, I want to have an herb garden. I want to take care of my family with my backyard. That's all fine and dandy, but you have to make sure that safety is the most important thing. Safety is first. So um, that pretty much concludes what I want speak with you all about if you want anything further or if you'd like to schedule a discovery session, you can always, always, always reach us on our Facebook page at Buy Me Health, so Buy Me Beauty and Natural Health, on Instagram as Buy Me Health, and it's also on Twitter as Buy Me Health, okay? And um, our email address is B-I-M-I-B-E-A-U-E-Y-L-L-P at gmail.com. All right, and we can also be received a call or phone call or text at 539-664-6106 or 918-728-7280. And that includes everything tonight. And I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. And I want you to please, please, please continue your journey into natural health. Just make sure you're doing it safely. All right, until next time, it's me, Dr. Sarday Hobart.